I do want to get to some breaking news here. Grammy winner R. Kelly was just sentenced on charges of racketeering and sex trafficking. Joining me now with more on this developing news is NBC's Ron Allen, who's outside the courtroom in Brooklyn, New York. Ron, what can you tell us about the sentence? The sentence amounts to 30 years, which is essentially a life sentence. This is what the prosecution was asking for. The judge's remarks were as searing as you perhaps ever hear in a courtroom as she just tore into R. Kelly as she was reading out why she was imposing the sentence. She said that she, she talked about how he had such great advantages. Kelly's attorneys argued for a lesser sentence saying that he'd been a victim of childhood sexual abuse, saying that he'd grown up in a violent in environment, saying that there were all these reasons that were mitigating factors. But the judge said that those were explanations, but not an excuse for his behavior. She described it as violent, cruelty, controlling, calculated, carefully planned over with regularity over a period of 25 years. Remember the charges racketeering that he was the head of a criminal enterprise, essentially, that was all about his own personal sexual gratification that, again, went on for some 25 years. Uh, she said that it is an enterprise, that you lured young people and took control of their lives, that you had enablers. She made, talked a lot about the engineers, drivers, managers, others who were in his orbit, who she described as going out minions who went out to malls and lured young people into his orbit. Um, she, she named some by name and wondered what was going to happen to them. How could this happen? How could all these people be around him letting this happen? Uh, she talked about Aaliyah, who was, of course, um, R. Kelly's first victim. She was a young girl who was 13 or 14 years old when the judge said that R. Kelly began attacking her sexually, essentially. Uh, Aaliyah, of course, was a a rising star who uh, who came into L.R. Kelly's orbit and died years later as a, in a plane crash that was unrelated to R. Kelly. Um, she says, uh, the judge, Ann Donnelly, says, you were on the top of this enterprise. And talking about his victims, she said, you raped them, you beat them, you, you separated them from their families. Um, it, it was just an, a, just an incredible... Um, uh, litany of, 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 of abuse that the judge accused R. Kelly of. She said there was an indifference to human suffering. There was sheer brutality. You left a trail of broken lives in your wake. This was serial rape, sexual abuse, again, over a long period of time. And again, she sentenced him to what amounts to 30 years. There were nine counts. Um, if you add it all up, uh, these are sentences that are running concurrently. If you add it all up, uh, 10 years for this, 20 years for that, it added up, by my math, to some almost to hundreds of years, essentially, that she was sentencing R. Kelly to, but it comes out to about 30 years. But the bottom line is that it's a, it's a maximum sentence. It's a life in prison for R. Kelly, a sentence. And he still has more criminal cases ahead of him. But today, again, the, uh, the judge and Donnelly um, essentially threw the book at him, um, sentencing him in a way that pretty much assures that R. Kelly will spend the rest of his life in prison. Wow. That's all I could say, man.
he basically got the book thrown at him. And he has other trials ahead. Okay. And you have black people that will say that, oh, you know, what about Ghislaine Maxwell? She only got 20 years. She's still practically going to die in prison if she doesn't, quote unquote, commit suicide. Are clearly sentenced to 30 years in prison after sex trafficking conviction. Federal judge on Wednesday sentenced R. Kelly to 30 years in prison. R&B star was found guilty in September of racketeering and sex trafficking charges stemming from decades-long practice of recruiting and grooming girls and young women for illicit sex. Judge Ann Donnelly, who oversaw his trial, handed down the 30-year sentence plus an additional five years of supervised release and a $100,000 fine. During a hearing where seven of his victims spoke about the suffering under his control, Donnelly condemned Kelly for the serial rape and sexual abuse he perpetrated on his victims. The victims were disposable to you, Donnelly said. You left in your wake a trail of broken lives. Kelly, whose real name is Robert Sylvester Kelly, has been detained in Brooklyn, New York. Since his arrest in 2019, he declined to give a statement. At, the, at his sentencing Wednesday, his attorney, Jennifer Bongeman, noted that he's scheduled to stand trial in Chicago for other sex crimes. Prosecutors previously asked the judge to sentence Kelly 55 to the minimum of 25 years in prison. Bongean, who joined the case after Kelly's conviction and has represented a number of high-profile clients accused of sex crimes, including Bill Cosby and sex cult founder Keith Rene, requested a sentence of 10 years, the mandatory minimum. Bongean argued in court that the judge should consider Kelly's own difficult childhood as a mitigating factor in sentence. His struggles with literacy brought his great shame, she said, and Kelly was sexually abused by his sister and a landlord when he was a child, she said. Doesn't matter, man. He had all this time in his adult life to change and get help and get therapy and to learn how to read. Donnelly was unmoved. She referenced statements given by the victims earlier in the hearing. As we see in court today, there are countless people who had these experiences who did not commit these crimes. Donnelly said Kelly didn't react when Donnelly issued a sentence. He sat next to his attorneys at the table and looked down at his hands clasped in front of him. Prosecution called for more than 40 witnesses to testify in. Kelly's summer 2020 trial, which spanned more than a month at the U.S. District Court in Brooklyn. The arrest, conviction, and now sentence of Kelly marks the dramatic downfall of a man who was once considered the king of R&B. Numerous women and two men testified against him at a trial, said that he lured them to sexual slavery after promising to help their careers in the music industry, promises he almost never kept. Women, many of whom were teenagers when they met Kelly, testified that Kelly directed them to have sex with him and each other and said the singer obsessively videotaped the sexual encounters. Some accusers told the jury that Kelly blackmailed them by forcing them to write letters containing embarrassing information and lies, which he saved in case they ever spoke out against him. The accusers also testified about the control Kelly maintained over their lives, requiring them to seek his permission to use the bathroom and forbidding them looking at other men. When they stepped out of line, some women testified Kelly would be furious and punish them. One woman said she he forced her to get an abortion. Other women said he coerced them to make embarrassing videos of themselves, including one woman who said she was forced to smear feces on her face. Donnelly said Kelly's worldwide fame and untold money he leverages to control his victims were among the factors she considered in his sentencing. 25-year span of his sexual slavery scheme, she said, demonstrated it was not sex addiction, as Borgian argued, nor an operation, but calculated. You preyed on your ready supply of adoring fans and 
had your employees bring them to you, the judge told Kelly Wednesday. The trial also revealed new information about the nature of Kelly's short-lived sham marriage to Aliyah, the R&B singer whom Kelly mentioned from the age of 12. Their marriage was annulled less than a year after they wed. Former employees, an accuser, and a minister told the jury that Kelly bribed an Illinois government employee to obtain fake ID for Aliyah in order to marry her so she wouldn't need her parents' permission to get an abortion. Aliyah died in 2001 at 22 in a plane crash near Bahamas. Experts previously told inside of the operation Kelly ran was similar to a sex cult in which he became the object of worship to those he controlled. Kelly, who had been held at the Metropolitan Detention Center in Brooklyn, is also awaiting an August trial for a federal sex crimes case in Chicago. In that case, the artist faces a dozen charges involving sexual abuse of minors. Prosecutors say the abuse of some of those victims were reported on video prompting child pornography charges in the case. Kelly, a former Kelly's former employee, Daryl McDavid and Milton Brown have been charged in the case and accused of conspiring to conceal evidence ahead of Kelly's 2008 child porn trial in Cook County. McDavid and Brown have pleaded not guilty. Kelly was acquitted in that 2018 after his lawyers successfully pushed the trial back years and witnesses withdrew from cooperating with prosecutors. It was at the trial that Jahonda Pace, then a 16-year-old fan of the singer, met Kelly, whom she showed up to court to support him. Soon after, Kelly invited Pace to his home. It was the beginning of a sexual abusive relationship that lasted years. At his trial the past this past fall in Brooklyn, Pace was the first of Kelly's accusers to testify against him. And you're going to have some black people who will still, once again, side with him trying to what about politics the guy was a creep and the only reason why you liked him is because he had money that's it and it's sad to say in the black community if you got money if you got wealth you know it's sad in life not just black community in life you know so many others donald trump joe biden bill clinton and many others. Okay. Bishop Eddie Long. All right. If you got money, prestige, and power, people will look past your indiscretions compared to a regular average person where they will nail to the wall because he has nothing to really offer and idolize to them. Sad. That's, this is how sad and sick our society is. Okay. James Cleveland, even though he was a pedophile organist in the black community. Father Divine as well. Okay. Who ran a cult, forced people to break up their marriages. But people would still parade him around because he was against racism at the time. Just that you weren't allowed to have sex. Except for him. It's sad. It really is. How people think today. We really do have an uh, idolatry problem. Just idolizing people who... After time and time again, they show their true colors. 
Let me know what you think in the comments later.